Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Stop. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improves definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We die. I still remember the last time I went hunting with my dad near my grandmother's old house. She had passed away a few years ago and we inherited her property in the countryside. There was a straight shot trail that led from her backyard to a cabin in the woods, where we used to spend the night sometimes. It was a cozy place, with a fireplace, a kitchen, and a couple of beds. The cabin belonged to some distant relatives of ours, who rarely visited it. One of the attractions of the cabin was the pond nearby, where we could fish or swim. There was a small pier that had been built recently, and it looked like something out of a horror movie. It was made of wooden planks, and it creaked whenever we stepped on it. The water was murky and dark, and we never saw any fish in it. The pond, the cabin, the pier. They all gave us a creepy, unmistakable vibe. Even on the sunniest of days, it felt like something was wrong in that area. We ignored the feeling, though, and continued to go hunting there every once in a while. We enjoyed the thrill of tracking down deer, rabbits, or squirrels, and bringing them back to the cabin for dinner. We had a rifle, a shotgun, and a hunting knife, 
and we felt prepared for anything. That was until the day we saw it. It was a cold, cloudy day in late autumn. We had been walking along the trail for a few hours, and we hadn't seen any signs of game. We decided to head back to the cabin, and try again the next day. As we approached the pond, we heard a splash. We thought it might be a fish, or a frog, or maybe a beaver. We walked over to the pier, and looked into the water. What we saw was not a fish, or a frog, or a beaver. It was a humanoid creature, with pale, scaly skin, long, clawed limbs, and a mouth full of sharp teeth. It had yellow, glowing eyes, and horns on its head. It looked like a windigo, you know, from a Native American folklore. It was staring at us. We froze in shock, and reached for our weapons. The creature lunged at us, and we fired. The bullets hit it, but it didn't seem to feel any pain. It dodged our shots, and jumped out of the water. It landed on the pier, and ran towards us. We backed away, and tried to reload. The creature was faster, though, and it reached us before we could shoot again. It grabbed my dad by the arm, and bit into his flesh. He screamed, and dropped his rifle. I stabbed the creature with my knife, and it let go of my dad. It turned to me, and snarled. I swung my knife again, but it dodged. It kicked me in the chest, and I fell to the ground. It was about to pounce on me, when my dad picked up his rifle, and tried to shot it in the head. The creature fell, and ran. We got up, and seeing it ran. We were scared. So we did the same. Left our weapons, our backpacks, and our prey behind. We didn't care. We just wanted to get away from that place. We ran all the way to my grandmother's house, and locked the doors. We called the police, and told them what happened. They didn't believe us, of course. They thought we were drunk, or high, or crazy. When I was younger, I used to go to Mexico every year with my dad to go duck hunting in the Culican and Mazatlan region. Awesome time. You'd get up real early, ride out to the marsh and have a quick pre-dawn Mexican breakfast. Then they'd take you out in airboats and drop you off on these small pallet duck blinds that they dropped in the tall reeds. Each hunter would get a cylindrical stool or cooler W water, Mexican Coca-Cola, and some Tecate, and a bag of ammo. Then the boat would go out and find birds to push back towards the hunters. They'd also leave a guide with you who would spot for birds and retrieve them when you got one, or memory mark it for later pickup if it was at a distance. One of the last years we went, one of my best friends came with us. We were about 19 to 20 at the time. One day, they take us out to an area of the marsh I'd never shot before. Instead of dropping us on a blind in reeds, they dropped us on a small beach. For the first hour or so, it was a pretty good shoot, but the birds started to diminish in number. So we're sitting there, drinking some tecate, watching for birds, when I notice a pair of eyes in the water with a pair of nostrils about a foot in front of them. I nudge my buddy and point to them. Obviously, it's a crocodilian of some kind. We're not too worried because we each have a loaded 12-gauge shotgun. Then we glance up and see our guide, standing waist-deep in the water, about 20 feet from our discovery. We look at him. He looks at us. We look at the croc or gator. He looks at the croc or gator. He looks back at us. Now, if you've ever fired a shotgun, you know that they aren't precision firearms like a rifle. When you pull the trigger, the round in the chamber doesn't have a bullet, but rather dozens of pellets. That's why they're good for wing shooting. You just need to put the pattern on or in front of the bird to bring it down. At close range, even with duck shot, a 12-gauge round would be plenty to damage a croc and at the very least scare it off. But, if it's going after the guide, there's no way we could hit the animal and not the guide. Plus, at range, we probably wouldn't hurt it enough to do him any good even if we hit it and not him. At this point, he is quite clearly freaking out, but also trying not to draw the creature's attention. He slowly moves towards a stand of reeds and breaks of the stem of a cattail, 
as if it would somehow be an effective defense against a prehistoric assailant. My buddy and I look at his new weapon, then at each other, and then right at him. He kind of gives us a desperate shrug like he wanted to say what else could I do? After an indeterminate amount of time, it seemed like forever but was probably only about 10 or 15 minutes, we hear the boat coming back. Once it gets close enough for our new friend to notice, he slipped away under the water and we never saw him again. As soon as the boat arrived, the guy jumped right in, relieved to have all his limbs intact. The boat took us to pick up the distant birds that we had hit earlier and took us back to base for lunch. We got the guide a nice stiff drink with the rest of us and tipped him really well. The next day, he had a machete with him. We went back once or twice more after that, but then things started getting dicey in the area. The city we stayed in was Culican, which happens to be the base for the ultra-violent Sinaloa cartel. The last year my dad did the trip, he took my sister instead of me since I was finishing college at the time. She told me that it was definitely the last time we were going for a while because they saw numerous worrisome things, like pickups full of armed guys just driving around town. Since then, the guy who owns the place we hunted at has offered us free trips to come back, but it's just not safe anymore. I'd like to go back someday, but in the 10 to 15 years since, I've pretty much stopped hunting completely. I did go on another shoot about three years ago after one of my dad's friends had to cancel, but I was so out of practice that I barely hit anything the first two days. Improved constantly though, and by the last or fifth day, I was almost back to full form. Still, nothing before or since has come close to almost seeing someone get eaten by a crocodile. The year was 1997 to 1998. My first encounter happened late at night while driving home to Snohomish from Sultan, with the two towns being about 10 miles apart. I was with my mother, and we had just finished dropping off a friend at her home in Sultan. It was late October, and there was an unusual storm going on that night, talked about by everyone the following day. There was tremendous cloud-to-cloud -cloud lightning, a very cold dry wind with no rain, bright flashes of light, loud thunder, and lots of leaves blowing around. After dropping our friend off, we were on a stretch of the road that's very dark, with farmland on either side of Highway 2, both sides having densely wooded hills. We were driving in a 1991 Honda Accord, and at this one particular spot in the road, something caught my eye off to the left side, which was a farm field, and there was a break in the guardrail for a dirt road going into the field. Right when we were even to this break, I saw what looked like a huge dog coming up, and right then, it ran in front of our car, and I hit it. We could see the top of its back, which we both swear looked more like a hyena at this point than a dog. It had to be huge to see its back over the hood of the car when you're sitting pretty low to the ground in a Honda Accord. Its fur was shaggy brown and mottled with dark spots, just like a hyena, and its front seemed higher up than its back. The headlights lit it up as it ran in front of our car, and we could feel it get hit but didn't see it go either up in the air or off to the right side of the car. It was running from the left side of the highway to the right, we were driving westward and sent my car into an uncontrollable swerve back and forth into the oncoming lane. I just prayed that I could get it under control to keep from getting into a head-on collision with what looked like maybe a Ford Aerostar van. A calmness came over me, and I felt my guardian angel had taken control of the steering because we had missed the van by just a few inches. After going a little ways further, we were both so shook up that I pulled off to the side. My mother wanted to go look for the dog because we both loved animals and felt bad about hitting something, but I had a bad feeling. Looking for this dog because it had looked so strange, I was afraid of it. It was dark and stormy, it didn't feel safe, and I just wanted to get home. We got back in the car and stopped at a little gas station when we first got into Monroe, which is the next town between our town and Sultan. We got out to look at the front of my car, thinking surely there would be some evidence of hitting something that large. We were going the highway speed, which is about 60 miles an hour, like a dent, some fur, blood, but there was nothing there, not a scratch. 
the whole thing had a very supernatural feel to it. The look of this dog, which was huge and looked more like a hyena, just didn't seem right. Neither did the timing of it running in front of us, like it wanted to make us stop on that dark stretch of road and get out of my car, which we did, but we got right back in. I never saw it on two legs, it ran on all fours, but there was something so calculated about the way it came up to the highway, looked at our car, and ran in front of it. It seemed planned. It was such a strange electromagnetic type of storm that night. The next day, People we knew that lived miles and miles apart in many different directions all talked about the storm and one particularly loud thunderclap that shook everyone's homes. They all thought it was directly over their house, but they were all miles apart. I have three more encounters, which occurred after this one, and I'm pretty sure this happened in October 1997 and no later than 1998. Twenty years ago, I was still a kid and went with my grandpa for a quick rabbit hunt on the family farm grounds. It was summer, hot, humid, and still dark around 5 am. My grandpa loved getting up early to catch wild rabbits that he would cook during the afternoon for all his grandchildren. Good times. One day, I accompanied him down a small trail flanked by stone walls. This trail was also used as a water channel at night to irrigate the corn fields manually, driving natural water sources through the geography of the land. So, we were walking over the walls, trying not to get wet. Suddenly, after about an hour of walking, we started to hear church bells with an odd intensity. There was no church for miles around, so I went and asked my grandfather where that bell sound was coming from. As soon as I looked at him, I knew something was wrong. He was livid yellow and turned around immediately, telling me to follow him quickly into the cornfield. I did so, and while we were lying down in the middle of the field, full of mud and wet from the water still flowing through the fields at that time of the morning, a strong sound started to come towards us. The only way I can describe it is as if a tornado was about to hit us. Extremely strong winds suddenly crashed on us, and at times, while hiding my face under my arms, it felt like wild animals were passing through and destroying the entire field. This lasted a couple of minutes with fierce intensity. I didn't know what was going on, and I felt my grandfather just trying to protect me from whatever was ripping the corn apart. As soon as it stopped, we heard the church bells once again for a few seconds, and everything became dead silent. My grandfather stood up and told me to run back home. I held his hand, and we got out of there as quickly as possible. On the way home, he told me not to say a thing about this to anyone because it would cause problems around the village. In my mind, I was just curious about what kind of wild beast would be capable of crossing the fields, causing such chaos to the point that an entire field was destroyed in minutes. Looking back, I realized that while I was curious, my grandfather was scared to death. His behavior was never the same about hunting, and as far as I know, he quit rabbit hunting forever. The next day, I went back to check it out, determined to find something. As I couldn't ask anyone, all I could do was research by myself. An eight-year-old boy's curiosity cannot be stopped. While I was walking, I got a bit scared that it could happen again. Then. I remembered the bells and realized that it couldn't be an animal because it wouldn't explain the bells. I started to get confused and not liking the fact that I was alone a couple of miles away from someone else. Anyway, I got to the very same spot and stared at the field in horror. The field was immaculate. Not a sign of any wind, animal stomping. Nothing. This couldn't be. I still was wearing the same muddy shoes. I still could vividly remember corn flying around and getting crushed. And yet, the field was perfect. All green corn rose until you lose sight. Creeped out, I ran even faster than hours ago and headed straight to my grandpa. I told him that I went back and the field had no signs of any activity. He looked at me with empty, weird eyes and told me. I don't know what you are talking about. We went for a hunt, and all went okay. I understood that he would forever refuse to talk about this again, and I never mentioned the story until his death a few years ago.
When I told the story during a family dinner, an old haunt of my father told me. Oh, again with Devil's Gate rubbish story. I thought that this nonsense fairy tale was long forgotten. Turns out, this was something that multiple people allegedly experienced back in the days, and no one ever believed those people. Devil's Gate was one of the names for the entrance to that field through that trail. Funny enough, behind this gate, there still is a rare pomegranate tree that we've been told, as kids, to never touch the fruits. Anyway, I never went hunting again. Recently I was at my cousin's house. It was night on my cousin's birthday. Outside the house, I was hiding in my mom's car to scare my cousin, his former friend, and two family friends. My aunt's fiancé came out to move the car, and replace it with my uncle's. I texted them to tell them to come find me. They messed around, saying skinwalker a bunch to be funny. They were in the back of the house. On one side, was my cousin's grandparents' property, that had fencing in the backyard with Christmas lights on it. On the other side, was an old barn that wasn't used anymore. Then, they moved to the side of the house. There was a trampoline on one side, and on the other side was the wall of the house, followed by a fence, which was the area that their dogs were allowed in outside, they had previously killed some chickens that my cousin's parents kept. They were next to the trampoline, when my cousin and his former friend turned around to see a tall white figure, standing up straight, which I now believe was a crawler. At the time, they thought it was me. They ran away to mess with me, and told the others that they saw me. They ran all the way to the front of the house, where they saw me, who was checking to see if they had gone inside because I had not seen them in a while. The next day, my cousin told me what they saw. We plan on investigating more, but a lot safer than we did before, to try and get it on camera. My cousin was recording at the time, but it was too dark to see anything. We'll update if any more news comes. It didn't stop me from going out, but when I was in high school I was out in a stand one day during season. Sometime in the afternoon, I hear my dad's voice call my name coming relatively from the direction of the road that ran by where I was at. I think nothing of it and climb down to meet him, but he's nowhere to be seen. I look around and look through the trees as best I can toward the road and see no vehicle there. It was only then I realized it wasn't him, despite that I had clearly heard his voice. I was rather paranoid the rest of the day. I know now that what I thought I heard was most likely audiation, but the experience also demonstrated how mythological entities came about as early humans tried to explain weird shit they experienced. For context, I am 14, male, living in Scotland with Native American and Mexican ancestry. I am aware that crawlers are not sighted in Scotland, but possibly my ancestry could point to something. I was walking at night with my friends, a normal occurrence for us as we live near a small park connected to a forested area. At night, the forested area gets so dark you need a flashlight to walk through. Me and two other friends were going up a large hill that connects into a field leading to the forest when I heard a twig snap. Turning to my good friend, who I will refer to as M for this story, I asked him. The F was that? He shrugged and my other friend, who I will call E added. I didn't hear anything. Now something you should know is I have a rare hearing disorder called hyperacusis which means I have a hypersensitivity to any form of sound, so I passed it off as a fox or similar animal. Our flashlight was dim compared to the dark night and we could only see a few feet in front of us when I saw something in the forest. It was simply a white blur in my vision but it really freaked me out. I turned to E to see if she was alright, as she is a very anxious person and she seemed like she saw it too. Not wanting to speak loudly in case it was something dangerous I stayed silent and continued walking, when I suddenly got a strong urge to walk into the woods. Not a normal urge, a burning desire to enter the forest in the direction that blurry figure went. As we are underage, we had no easy way to exit the area, 
so I quietly suggested that it was getting cold and we should leave, not wanting to make it apparent we knew that figure was in the forest with us. We all agreed and as we turned to leave, I could swear I saw a humanoid figure watching us from the bushes. That's when we all heard it. It sounded like a muffled voice crying. Like an adult man was sobbing from right behind us. I got another sudden urge to interact, but since I have half-decent survival instincts, I decided against it. We soon exited into the well-lit town and walked back to our own homes, but I couldn't shake the undeniable feeling I was being watched for the whole night. What was that? Someone close to me has been experiencing strange occurrences at night with something similar to what this crawler is. Weird things have been happening off and on, and recently, this month at night, they were pretty distraught and still are. It started a while back with voices and talking near their cabin, up near some little mountain town. The voices sounded like a group of people talking, a man and a woman. They work and live on a ranch. They thought there were people around, but every time they went out, there was no one around. This happened off and on for a couple of months, and they thought nothing of it, just potential break-ins. But one night, they were relaxing outside and felt peaceful, deciding to finally relax. Then they heard some weird noises by the pasture, like chanting and talking, and something they described as lip-smacking or mouth-clicking. They said they were in some sort of trance and could move but didn't want to. They then said they saw something that looked strange, pale, hunched over, and wearing a brown shirt, maybe with cat eyes, which I figured could mean the eyes are glowing. After they saw it, it ran. My sister and I picked them up immediately after. They haven't stayed there since. I'm worried if they could be in danger or if this is an evil spirit, since there are strange Native American statues and wooden figurines nearby on trees. They've been distraught and emotionally unstable, and I just want to help them. They also mentioned lights out in the pasture where the cows are, pale, not very bright, like they're being covered. I plan on getting some trail cams to help them scan the area. If anyone can provide insight, I'd appreciate it. I was 18, 7 years ago, when the most terrifying thing happened to me and I still get very frightened thinking about it. I was walking home from work around 10 p.m., and it was very dark and quiet on the streets. It's a 20-minute walk from the train station to my house, and I'd usually just take it slow and take in my surroundings. I was practically home, about one minute away from my house when a really tall, skinny person came out from a small alley to the left of me and behind my back to cross the road to my right. They were so close to me and so fast that it really startled me. Internally, I made the decision to monitor the situation and put my phone away because I felt super uneasy, I thought they were trying to rob me. I had to take a left a few steps after this encounter to go underneath a small bridge and cross a road directly after the bridge to get onto my street. I took the left underneath the bridge, and when I turned around just to check if this person had gone, Remember they had just crossed the road in the opposite direction, headed the opposite way, this thing was no more than four steps behind me, walking so fast. How did they cross a road and get to me that fast without me hearing them? I couldn't see their face, which is wild given how close they were. I ran across the road and decided that I was going to have to do a test on my street to see if I was being followed and had to think fast because I didn't want them seeing where I lived. My street is gated, so I knew when I went in and they followed me in, I had to try and lose them because I wasn't going to stop or say anything to them. Given how scary the whole situation was, everything about this thing was unsettling, the body being so large and gangly, the movements, how they got so close to me so quickly. We have a gated bin area, so I sped up and took a left around the bin, and of course, they followed me. I then took a right around the bin, Basically, I circled the bins to try and get them to go away without seeing where I lived. They followed me the whole way around the bin and were so close to me, I was 10 seconds from my house and at this point fearful for my life. All I could do was scream and run. I did, and while running, I looked behind me, and they were springing so fast towards me, 
their arms moving so fast and long. I ran as fast as I could, crying and screaming, and banging on my door. My mum ran and opened it immediately. I have never been so scared in my entire life. Even though they were no more than four steps behind me, I couldn't see their face, yes, the streets are well lit, I live in a big city. I have never encountered anything like this before or after. When I got in, all I could describe it as was a thing. I'm not scared by much, but I was sobbing, mummy it wasn't male or female, it wasn't a person. They were literally completely black, had a black coat with a hood that looked as if a woman had a bun on the top of her head and put a hood over the top of it, really elongated. They were extremely large, unhumanely large but really skinny, with really long arms and legs and torso, and of course, an elongated head. When they ran, they used their arms stretched out in front of them, as weird as this sounds, almost sloth-like. They never made a sound, not even when walking or running. Their hands were straight down beside them until they started running. This might not be reminiscent of anything on here. I stumbled across this page, and it sent shivers down my spine remembering this figure. If this sounds reminiscent, please tell me. I still think of it, and it scares me. When I was around 11 to 12 years old, I was living in Torrance, California, specifically at 1721 Fern Avenue for reference or if you want to look up the house on Google Maps. Well, I am a bookworm, and ever since I was a toddler, I would stay up way past bedtime reading. So, on this night, I want to say it was January right after the new year of 1999 to 2000, I was up reading in bed. Now, my bed was horizontal against the big picture window, with no screen, only thin old plate glass that was always letting in a draft. I heard this strange noise, which sounded like metal scratching on the window panes. The blinds were drawn, so I couldn't immediately see what the source of the shrill, jarring noise might be. I opened up the blinds, I had only the small bedside lamp for internal light, by the way. When I opened the blinds, I was shocked and frozen in primordial recoil and terror. I've been a 40 and through and through since I was a small child, however, nothing can prepare you for your own first-person face-to-face encounter with an extra-dimensional or inhumanoid, etc. I just remember being transfixed and turned to stone by what I was witnessing before my very own and very young eyes. It was a dull slate gray color, matte skin but strangely textured. What came to mind was the Pascagoula, Mississippi, abduction of Travis and Clayton. Not in the overall appearance of the entity, but its skin was textured like an elephant's wrinkled texture. It was standing at my window and came up to the middle or bottom of this huge window. Now, keep in mind that the house was a 1940s house and was about 5 to 6 feet off the ground. Also, this window overlooked a cement driveway, and the home had no roof overhang. By gauging that it was at least 5 to 6 feet at its feet by the height it was standing at, I presumed that it was about 7 to 7 foot 5 feet tall. It was, as I said, a dull matte charcoal or faded concrete, like sun-washed concrete, color. It had an ovalesque head, a long slender neck, broad perfectly toned shoulders, wide sinewy muscle on its chest, and it didn't look nude, no nipples or any hair, but it didn't look clothed either. It was lithe and muscular in a thin, rope-like muscular way. It had one hand, I presume, down to its side, the other arm and hand were raised and came to an apex in the palm in which three fingers were crawling across my windowpane. The fingers terminated in long square nails or claws about four to five inches or so long. Almost like nail extensions in the traditional square manicure style, but instead of normal keratin, these claws or nails were metal, as in metallic in texture and reflection but the shade of burnished pewter. I recall them clinking rhythmically across the glass. Now. The most stunning and haunting aspect of this was the face, no nose, no mouth, no hair, just a perfectly ovoid, if a little gaunt, face shaped with two glowing, even burning red eyes. These eyes were emanating light from within, it burned, like I recalled at the time in
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. My mind, like old Univac mainframe red diodes, that every so slightly infrared red, the light from the eye shine was hot, slightly searing, and very nauseating. Throughout this entire time, I was overwhelmed by a sense of dread, primal, otherworldly, unplaceable, unlike anything I'd ever experienced or read about. I will post part 2 within a day. Thanks for your patience, y'all. This just happened 10 minutes ago, so sorry if this is unreadable. I am still spooked. For some context, I live on a military base in North Carolina right next to the ocean. I was going on a drive to help with stress and was heading towards an inlet of the ocean into a river in the middle of nowhere. Once I arrived at the location, which I go to a lot, I immediately got a really off energy, so I decided to leave earlier than I had originally intended. Once I started driving back to the barracks and was close to where I was, I saw this tall, maybe 8 feet, dark figure with bright, glowing white eyes cross the dirt road I was on with unnatural movements while staring directly at me, basically into my soul, and disappearing into a tall grass field next to the dirt road. I wish I had a video of it, but it happened so quickly, and I didn't want to stick around there much longer. A weird hum is driving me crazy, and it's killing all the animals. It's 4 a.m., but my phone said 3 a.m. All the clocks in my house said 4 a.m. So when I checked my phone and it said 3 a.m., I was quite confused. Weird things have been happening on and off for a few weeks now, so there was not much I could do about it. I laid down, and a sense of dread washed over me, and a headache quickly came on. Just to let you know if this means anything, I never get headaches or anything of that sort so that was strange enough for me to notice. It was painful, and I felt terrible, but looking at the light on my phone made it worse, so I just tried to lay down and hope it would all go away. Nope. My head was beginning to pulsate because of how bad it hurt, and then I heard dogs barking outside in one of my neighbor's gardens. Then the dogs began to sound like they were crying and whining. At that point, I wanted to cry and whine too, but instead just grunted and checked my phone again after I realized I wasn't getting any sleep tonight. My heart dropped when I saw it was only 2.30 am this didn't make any sense at all. Then a terrible, unsettling feeling came and just made matters so much worse. I felt so nervous like something was off, it's hard to explain. Everything was already silent, but it felt like it really was silent now. Like it had somehow gotten quieter. Then a sort of menacing vibrating sound began to fill my room, it was quiet, very subtle. It would be impossible to notice if it weren't the dead of the night. I put my phone down and focused on it, and sure enough, it was there. 
The dogs outside began to cry again, and I started to realize something was up, and I was starting to connect the dots. Not knowing what to do, I decided to record it. I tried several times, but my phone wouldn't pick up a single thing. That hum went on for at least 20 minutes, and I was beginning to get used to the headache even though it was killing me. With every passing minute, I began to feel almost scared. I hardly ever get scared, and the dark doesn't scare me at all, but I was getting this feeling that I was not alone, and honestly, I didn't want to stare at the dark parts of my room for too long in case I began to see things. Then the horrible feeling kind of wore off, and even though I still had a headache, I was feeling slightly better. I got up and opened the window, trying to get some fresh air after practically hyperventilating in my room out of fear. I heard something hit the ground, like a thud but a very small thud. I peered over to see that a bird had just dropped between me and my neighbor's garden, and the automatic lights had switched on, revealing the bird, half alive and twitching. Not sure what to make of this, I just stared at the bird there and it began to make this horrific noise before quickly getting up and flying away. This made me panic again, and I closed my window and got back into bed. I put my headphones on, and for a good couple of minutes, it worked. I listened to a few songs and it took my mind completely off it, maybe I could even get some sleep tonight. I was wrong, again. This next feeling was something unlike anything I've ever felt before, half of my body became tingly. It was kind of like when you fall asleep on your arm, and it becomes dead, but only half of my body. Then my jaw. It was like I couldn't open or close it, it was just stuck and it hurt. Worse than the headache. Pulling off the headphones with my only free hand, I just stared down at my half-numb body in the darkness. I could still hear my music playing through the headphones and tried to pause it when my whole body was becoming numb, and it was so hard to move. I felt trapped, and at this point, I was beginning to lose my mind. There was a choking sensation, then that same feeling of dread washed over me intensely for a few long seconds before I felt completely fine again. Now I really wasn't sure what to do. The hum I had heard earlier was slightly louder, only slightly, but it was definitely noticeable. The slowest hour of my life began to pass, and I swear I cannot even begin to put into words how dragged out this hour felt. It felt like at least a few days. I was slowly going crazy because of this, and I knew it. My vision kind of became static, and my room became grainy. This happens to me sometimes, but nowhere near this intense. All I could think about was how slow time was going and trying to come to every possible conclusion, but I kept thinking there was some sort of machine or technology of some sort being used on me. Then after an hour finally went by, that's when I really started to lose my mind. I thought about strangling myself to death with something or running away so I could get away from this noise or maybe better described as a frequency. My mind became so violent, but more than anything, I just felt scared, like I wasn't alone, and whatever I was with wanted me to know it was there. Luckily for me, the hum started to quiet down just a little, and even though it bugged me, it was enough for me to have control of my actions and not feel absolutely scared shitless out of my mind. I'm quite worried I'm going to hear it get loud again, but I can't seem to find anything about this online, can somebody help me? Thank you. I can answer questions, but if anyone has experienced anything similar to this, please let me know. The closest thing I can describe it to is when people would record videos where a mysterious and loud echo sound would be coming from an unknown source, but at the same time, it sounded nothing like that. It just had that sort of power to it. Like it was coming from all around. As I'm typing this and I'm about to hit post, I suddenly feel scared again. I'm going to lose my mind. This is a cry for help, please, someone tell me what to do. I'm thinking of waking someone up and telling them about it even though I really don't want to look like a freak. So, one time when I was still a kid, I was camping with my dad and having fun. When night came, I used a cubicle in the middle of the darkness, far away from the tent before sleep, and it was pitch black. Then, when I left the cubicle, I felt a sudden rush to bed, 
Like when you turn off the lights and have to run to your bedroom and close the door. I ran until I made it to a light from a tent before turning around and seeing a tall, pale humanoid creature with long limbs beside the cubicles. I was the only one outside the tent or not sleeping. I could not see its face, nor its legs or hands, and all I felt in that moment was to run, so I did. I looked no more than a blurry second at it before sprinting to the van and tried to go to sleep. I tried shaking it off as my imagination, but the more I thought about it, the more real it felt. I was camping somewhere in the east of Ireland. Not sure how to start this so I'll just jump right into it. First of all I've done a bit of googling that ended me up here but I'm not generally very good at this so sorry if I'm in the wrong place. I live in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon specifically in the valley without being too specific, and I do live in town though not a long walk from the woods. It was late August and I had the house to myself for the week so perhaps an overactive imagination contributed but either way I think about the whole experience often. I had done my chores for the evening and was about to shower when I had a feeling that I hadn't locked the door so I ran out to check and as I was doing so I caught a look at something outside my window. It looked as if a human was crouched down outside my window except it was all white with no recognizable features, it was around 11 at night, the majority of the light was from inside my house. There's a street light outside my house but it would have mostly been blocked by the small tree in the yard and to appear crouched down outside my house it would have to have been quite tall as I live in a manufactured home and so the main windows are probably 3 to 4 feet off the ground. I only saw a head and shoulders, and didn't notice any movement but it was definitely out of place and spooked me a little so I locked the door and went back to shower. As I was about to step into the shower I heard a couple of thumps on the roof and then after a short pause a quick sound at the door, there are two doors to my bathroom one into the hallway and one to the laundry room where the back door is located so it was very close, and as someone who has seen a scary movie or two I know you die in the shower so I put my clothes back on, checked all the windows and doors to make sure they were locked, brought my cats into my room, closed the door and laid down with my toes under the covers lmao. I looked the next day when I left and there was nothing in that spot that I could have seen. The only thing even close was the small statue we have but it is nowhere near the right size to have been seen from the angle I was at even if it was in the right spot. I'm probably crazy, but I've had a few other paranormal experiences in my life, including one shared with others, and it's enough to at least keep me curious. So, am I in the right place? I'm partially new to this type of entity. But from the recounts and descriptions I've heard, it sounds pretty similar. Anyways, I was out with some friends I'm no longer friends with, and we were just exploring at some random side road off the highway around the Everglades at this water canal maintenance place. I'm not really sure how to explain it, but they're everywhere in Florida. I actually just searched it up, they're called weirs, and they measure water discharge. I also should mention all my weird instances and paranormal stuff would always spike when our hangouts would get into it, you know, like when we would be getting even closer. Anywho, we were just exploring, and we came back from walking along the canal, and we went to the sesh spot. We had to cross a little gate to get to this bridge lookout thing overlooking the lake that the canal bleeds into. So I walked ahead to just enjoy the view, and my girlfriend is behind me following. When I got to the end of the lookout, I'm just watching this, what my brain had registered it as in that moment, this big ass white Great Dane. And I was like, oh hey, look, there's a dog. And then my girlfriend was like, oh shoot, where? And then started whistling at it because it was barking as well. Let me explain a little more. I was looking at the lake, and after the lake ends, there's a pretty big field and some bushes. To the right of me was the fence because there's a road right next to it. We thought it was some trucker's dog that he let out to pee because where we parked was a one piece of road like a landing right next to the main road, and it reeked of straight piss, so you know lots of people stop there. But we were the only people there at the time. On to what it did, it almost looked like a dog with zoomies, but it was bigger, 
so it moved a little slower? Man, it was just out of place, and the strides were big too. It ran back and forth in a circle and then ran behind a bush and poof, gone. I was like, WTF, where'd it go? Obviously, and it legit just went into nothing. I was actually gone. I told everyone else, but they just wanted to smoke, so me and my girlfriend were the only ones who saw it. I don't know, it was just weird, and the location of it was even weirder because it wasn't in a too rural part of Florida, like 15 to 20 minutes from civilization lol, nor was it a wooded area, so I just wasn't sure what to make of it. Let me know what you think. My friends and I decided to go into the woods, it was already dawn, so we had to be home quickly, but that wasn't our worry. We wanted to make a base out of wood. We were small children, we stayed together and quickly gathered a lot of wood. As we started to build up that fort or base, it already began to get dark, and no one had a phone with them, so we started thinking about how to get back fast. After some minutes, we decided to go back all together instead of two going alone and two staying there. That was the smartest thing we did that night. After we got home, we decided not to go back there since we were just little kids and didn't know how to defend ourselves, so we thought maybe we'd just stay home and go there the next morning. Of course, we didn't fall asleep directly, but it took us a long time to get tired. We all thought of cool ways to modify our base or fort and never even had a glimpse of what we would encounter the next morning. The next morning, I woke up, it was still dark, but the parents of one of my friends made us all breakfast. After we all ate everything up, we went straight to the base or fort. As soon as we arrived, we knew something was wrong. The base or fort wasn't formed like we formed it, so we were curious about what had happened there. But, as a child, I never thought much of it, so we just built it back like we planned it. When we got hungry, we went to that friend's house to eat something. And right after finishing the meal, we went straight back to our base or fort. As we arrived, one of my friends told everyone he had seen a man crawling on all fours like a dog, but no one believed him. He was often joking around, so I didn't think much of it until we got to the base. There was a giant hole exactly where my friend told us the man crawled away. We were so curious about that man that we even decided to stay there for a night because my friend's house is just 200 meters away and isn't a long walk. Of course, we grabbed snacks to not starve. The night was horrible, so many flies and so many mosquitoes. Thankfully I packed my insect spray. My friends thought it would be smart to take a lantern and place it right in front of our base or fort so we could see everything. As I tried falling asleep, I heard a loud scream which was concerning because these woods weren't even near a city or village. We immediately turned off the lantern to not be noticeable. When the others were asleep, I realized everything got quiet, not even a single noise. Then when I heard something kill a deer, I just heard the deer kind of screaming for help. But as a child, I was scared and didn't even think of going out of that tent. After some time, I could finally fall asleep, which was great. The next morning, I said we should go right now, and we did. We packed up everything and never returned. Sadly, I don't have any contact with that friend near the woods, but if he answers my text messages, I will tell you guys what it is like there now. Seven or eight years ago I stayed overnight at the Waverly Hills Sanitarium with some friends. We had a blast but other than accidentally frightening ourselves not much happened. That is until just before dawn while we were in the surgery on the fourth or fifth floor I looked out the window and saw what I first thought was an injured dog, then possibly a wounded deer because it was bigger than a dog. It was scuttling around down there like a crab and just looked. Wrong. After a few seconds it came out of the shadows and I got a better look at it. It looked like a very tall, thin humanoid doing the crab walk, bent over backwards with its face looking up at me. I couldn't make out any features but it sure felt like it was looking right at me. Then it scuttled off into the shadows again. It happened so fast that I didn't have time to say anything but when I turned around one of my friends was standing behind me. He had seen it too. 
We were both stunned and didn't tell anyone else at first. I asked the tour guide if people ever reported seeing things on the grounds. He replied with, people see things crawling around down there all the time. That's my story. I wish there were more to it but I'm also kind of glad that's it. This is the story of the scariest moment of my life. It's been a few months since I experienced this sighting, but I'm still terrified to go out at night due to seeing what I saw. About three months ago, I had moved on to an 11-acre property in rural Texas, specifically between Yorktown and Smiley. The entire plot of land was about three to four times the size of the lot we purchased, but nobody had purchased any of the other portions while we were there. The land was fresh, never had been built on before, and didn't even have an address. It was surrounded solely by oil pumps on neighboring properties. At night, you could see the burn off from them lighting part of the sky orange. Our house was a bare bones tiny house. No walls, just wooden beams and a bare floor. No running water, no plumbing. We had to dig the electric from the pole all the way to the house ourselves. That's how new the property was. It was a miserable experience all around, but we're poor and it was the only living situation we could find. I have never been a believer of the paranormal. I still don't believe in things like ghosts or demons. I mean if I see it, I'll believe it person. After this experience, though, I'm definitely more open to these types of things. What I saw I just call the creature. Creative, I know, lol. When I moved onto the property, there were weird anomalies in technology that started to happen. Phones would glitch out and stop working, the cameras would act strange, and parked cars that were turned off would suddenly chime and the lights would turn on. I thought it was odd, but I never connected it to the property until my girlfriend mentioned the strange happenings later on after my sighting. One night soon after I moved there, I had to get something out of my car. I took my phone light and walked out, opened the car door, and started digging around in the glove box with my full focus on finding what I was looking for. I forgot exactly what it was that I was searching for. After looking for a little while and not finding it, I closed the door and shone my light back towards the house. There was a truck parked between me and the door to the house. As I shone my light towards the truck, I became instantly terrified. What I saw was a tall, seven to eight feet, humanoid creature with white, sort of sickly looking skin. Its arms and legs looked longer than a human's. As I shone my light in that direction, it ran off. It had the capability to leap over the truck, landing in the bed momentarily before hopping over the other edge and disappearing beyond my sight. I distinctly remember how the truck shook when it nimbly jumped over it. The time it took to do that was about four to five seconds. I never got to see its face, and I'm glad I didn't, as I would probably be even more traumatized than I already am. I can only imagine what its face looked like. Would it have reflective eyes, like an animal? I still wonder in fear. Instead of stepping in the car and locking the door, I quickly walked around the truck and into the house, like an idiot. I was so terrified that when I stepped around the truck it would be there waiting for me. Luckily, it wasn't. For the rest of the night I was absolutely horrified, as well as the rest of the time that I lived there, which was only about a month. I would have thought, okay, maybe I just imagined it, but it was so, so clear to me. Even the fact that the truck shook was a detail that was too realistic to be my imagination. And I have one more thing, I wasn't the only one who saw it. My girlfriend saw it out the window at one point, though not as clearly as I had seen it. She did some digging, and other people have seen a similar creature in the area. That makes it clear to me that what I saw was real. I still doubt it to some degree, because how could it be real? But I can't see any other way to explain it. I still wonder what would have happened to me if I hadn't turned around when I did. It seemed like it might have been stalking me or something. I can only imagine in terror what it might have done to me if I hadn't turned around and saw it. I'm honestly traumatized from this experience, as silly as that may seem. I feel embarrassed saying that, but it's true. 
I know sightings like this to me before I experienced it myself would just make me think these people are crazy or they're making it up for attention or fame and are faking. But now I'm more open-minded towards people's experiences. I don't want to be famous. I just want someone to know what I experienced that night. I want to know what it is that I might have seen, if anyone has an idea. Please, please let me know what you think. I'm never moving to the countryside again. Ever. I'd rather get stabbed by some homeless Austinite than live out there and die from that creature. When I was 8 years old I was at my sister's house in Jacksonville, Florida with my family. My brothers were playing Super Smash and I begged them to play hide and seek with me. Finally I got them to budge and say yes. I went outside and hid beside some bushes, all of a sudden a lanky shadow type figure climbed over the fence and perched like a gargoyle on the AC unit beside the fence. It stared at me, but there was no discernible features, literally a shadow with a human silhouette. Me assuming it was one of my brothers trying to mess with me uncomfortably said, nice try Alex I know that's you. This thing literally hopped off the AC unit and ran past me on all fours in an almost prancing animalistic way and then climbed over the fence on the back side of the yard. I've tried googling it, but it all points to shadow people and I'm not thinking this is the case as nothing talks about them running on all fours let alone seeming animalistic, but human as well. So, for starters, I live in a very secluded area. We have neighbors but plenty of space in between us. A good horse pasture or two. You can't really hear each other from that distance unless you're being very loud. Which, even then, you can't hear them well. Tonight I was walking my dog and misjudged the time a little. It was dark but he needed to get on with his business. I turned on my flashlight and told him to stay close. I verbally expressed to him yes to my dog, that it was dark and I didn't want to walk far. I shook off my worry and decided to go a little further than I would have liked. I have always been scared of the dark. It bothers me sometimes more than others. At this point we are far enough from the house that I can only see around me from the flashlight. I have my house in view but the porch light is very old and doesn't span out over the yard. I don't come out this far at night unless my husband is with me. When Buddy began to head back I heard a sound. At first I thought it was a bird in a tree nearby. I stood there for a second to pinpoint the direction it was coming from. When I looked around it grew louder. I'm obviously uneasy at this point. The reality of how far away from home we are begins to set it. I start walking toward Buddy so that we can make our way back. That's when the sound grows closer. It takes me back for a second. It sounds almost like a flock of birds, though not actually. It's as if someone was playing a sound of birds on a tape recorder. I glance over to my dog and he is looking toward the sound with his head tilted to the side. I look to where he's facing and notice it's in the deepest part of the woods on our property. I tell Buddy that it's time to go inside. I didn't hide the panic in my voice. That's when the sound seemed to pick up pace and grows even closer. I run as fast as I can to the house. Buddy, thankfully, knows that if mom is running then he should too. We got to the house fine. The sound only faded as we got to the fence. Buddy was very alert for the next couple minutes and wouldn't leave my side. I've tried to calm myself down by considering that my neighbors have chickens. The thing is that the only neighbor that has them doesn't live on that end of the wood line no one does. Not for a few miles. It is just open land there. By some chance that this sounds crazy and you think that it was probably just birds I do too honestly, you first have to understand that my parents are farmers. They have many types of birds, chickens, guineas, ducks, turkeys, parrots inside pets, etc. So I would have been able to identify them very well. If you can take anything from this please avoid going outside alone at night. With a bad flashlight. And unarmed lol. Hope it was a good spooky story for you. This is long, so just be prepared. So, this happened when I was around 13, 
but I can remember it like it happened five minutes ago. I want to state something, I've always been a half believer in this stuff, but I didn't want to believe because I was scared. It was Christmas Eve, and where I live, it gets dark, like pitch black, less bright because I live in the middle of nowhere. My house was basically in the woods. We had animals to take care of, so a family member and I went down to take care of them. Mind you, I used to live in the country, so I would always hear weird and creepy noises. As we were walking down, I started feeling nervous, like something is watching us. Obviously, like I said, I'm always paranoid in the dark going down there. I tried playing it off, thinking, okay, I'm just getting myself freaked out, nothing is there. But when I got in the barn, I started feeling very paranoid, like not normal paranoia, but scared. I had a gut feeling that something was actually happening. We were finishing up in the barn, and I was standing outside, not that there were lights so I could see. The barn door was open, as well as a floodlight shining on the barn. When I was standing out there, I saw something that I will never forget. It was this pale figure with a skinny body, about 5 feet tall, and its eyes were green with normal pupils like humans but a tad bit smaller. It was crawling on the side of the barn, just stuck there. Yes, I know that sounds like I'm delusional. Me and the thing made eye contact, and it was like the world stopped. It felt like forever, but in reality, it was like 5 seconds. When I looked away, I asked my family member, did you see that? She and I were the same age, 13. I looked at her with fear, and she said, no, what was it? I didn't see it. That's when she and I booked it. We ran so fast to the house, probably the fastest I've ever run. When we got back to the house, I told my parents right away. I was on the verge of tears. I'm not a person who gets scared easily. My mother told me not to mention it again because I had siblings. At this point, I'm still wondering what I saw. I was so confused because I am not crazy. I thought to myself, I know I am not. I am now 17, and I have moved from that property where the barn was. Till this day, I still have no clue what I saw. The feeling when I saw that was like no other, and every time I went down, I always had that feeling. I now live in a neighborhood, but basically, I am surrounded by woods and basically live in them. I always have a fear of seeing the thing again. I used to be a half-believer, but I've definitely turned into a whole believer in this humanoid entity stuff. If anyone has a guess as to what it was, I would love to hear your thoughts.